0: Hi friends, you're listening to Created Podcast, and we're your hosts, Amanda, Taffy, and Emily. Every week,
1: we will take a deep dive into the topic of worth and identity, and how by discovering more of who God is, we can discover more of who we are created to be. No matter if you're a lifelong Christ
2: follower, new to the faith, exploring, or skeptical, our hope as we tackle discussions around this topic is that you will find we are all not too different in our struggles. We believe there is hope, Clarity and confidence in understanding our worth and identity. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Created. We are so excited that you could join us today. So last week we had the honor and the privilege. I say the honor and the privilege. I was the one being interviewed. <laughs> I can't. My lovely, my (laughs) lovely, dear, dear friends, Amanda and Emily interviewing me. And do you know what? I want to say it was an honor and a privilege to be interviewed by these amazing women. And I had so much fun. You know how sometimes when you're put on the spotlight, you think that it's going to be like nerve-wracking? Um, it was just like hanging out with my friends and just talking about fun things. So if you missed out last week's episode, go and, l- and listen to it. But this week, we get to interview the lovely Emily. And I am so excited that I get to introduce her. So I know some of you are listening to this and they're like, yeah, I I know Emily, we're best friends, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, I love her. I love her. And I just can't wait until we meet again, which I feel is so overdue, Em. So overdue. I got to meet you once and I feel like a part of me is I missing agree. because... I want to come to the epic Emily parties, but I'm not going to give away things (laughs) for our interview today. (laughs) And I'm just going to crank on and get us started. We do have the lovely Amanda in the background, so her voice will pop in just in case you're thinking I'm here and all alone. But Emily, to start us off, as we do with all our um, people that we interview, can you share what the Lord is teaching you about your identity in this season.
1: Absolutely. So this season, I definitely shared a bit about kind of where I'm at earlier in in this season for us and just being pregnant and looking to have baby number four, I am now 19 almost 19 weeks pregnant we find out in like a week and a bit what we're having so we're very excited about that
2: we're excited too
0: (laughs) but i yeah i was gonna say and you think it's gonna be a
1: i think it's gonna be a girl
0: so (laughs)
1: yes stay tuned because i may be right and i may be wrong either way (laughs) it will be a blessing so
2: (laughs) it will be a beautiful blessing (laughs) it will be a
1: blessing for sure so I will say, like, I feel like I'm out of where I was at the beginning of this season. Um, I'm not sick anymore. I've gotten some energy back, and I'm feeling a lot better health-wise, which is a huge blessing. And I think one of the things I learned from that is to just be patient and to um, kind of relish in the moment, as weird as that sounds when you're sick and throwing up every day, but to just... Be content, I think, is one of the things that the Lord has really brought to my mind lately of just being content wherever I'm at and not being... I think I definitely have a very like achiever personality, and if I am not doing all the things that I feel like I should be doing, I feel like I am not measuring up or I am failing my family, myself, my friends, and... So I think that one of the things that God is just really showing me is to find my strength in His power and not rely on my own my own strength to do stuff, which I feel like the Lord has definitely taught me many times in life, um, but He's really reminding me of that right now in this season. And I think when you have a lot of kids and you're adding another one, that that is the only way we can do it, is rely on the Lord's strength for everything that we do, because it's a lot having a lot of little babies running around, but also the biggest blessing ever. So I definitely say for me, that is probably the biggest thing that he's teaching me as well as how do I continue to look and pursue Jesus in a season of crazy, in a season of busyness. I have had quite a few conversations lately about just feeling like I have a lot going on in my life and just learning how to pick what is important and um, pick the things in my life to say yes to and the things in my life to say no to. So I want to, my goal is to look more like Christ in all that I do, but that's really hard when you're filling it with a bunch of stuff. And it's not, it's most of it, honestly, it's good stuff, but it is just a lot. So yeah, so I think that's probably the main two things that the Lord's teaching me right now.
0: I feel like that kind of perfectly segues into our next question for you, which is uh, with being often a people pleaser, have you found it hard to not find your worth in doing things for others? And I I feel like you kind of just shared a little bit about that, but more on the worth side of things. And can you share a little bit more maybe about that Process for you?
1: Yes, I think this is definitely been a process for
0: me, and continues to be a
1: process for me. I would say that even like being a little girl, my goal was to please my parents, and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. But I think that when we put that above trying to please the Lord, that's where it becomes an issue. And I played soccer all my life, and so I was trying to please coaches and teammates, and. Then in college, that became even more exemplified in my life of if I don't please them, then I'm going to lose my spot on the team and I won't start or I won't play. and, And then I have a huge love for my friends. So it was how do I balance all of that as well as have sweet friendships. And in all of that time, I really, especially college for me, I would say I really learned that I had a problem with pleasing people. I think I didn't even really know that that was an issue until I was faced with something and someone that I was never going to please. And that was my college coach. And so through that process and through that time in my life, the Lord really revealed to me that he was the only one that I needed to please. And when I put my focus in pleasing Christ, the other things and the opinions of the world or people in it didn't matter as much to me. And I will say for me and my coach, I, not in the most respectful way, I didn't care what he thought of me as long as I knew that I was doing the very best that I could and honoring Christ. But I realized that in me working the hardest I could to please the Lord and not worrying about what my coach thought about me or what my teammates thought about me in more of a performance way. Of course, I wanted to be respectful and kind and to be a leader on the team. Those are all good things. But when it came down to like feeling degraded and less than or worthless, those were things that I had to replace with the truth of the gospel. And so I learned that people pleasing is not We are not here to people please we are here to please the lord and so that was a huge time in my life and i will say god blessed me greatly in that time and my the season after my freshman year was so much different and the lord blessed me in ways i could never have imagined and my coach ended up actually respecting me even more and liking me even more and i think that my perspective had to change and even if he didn't like me Honestly, it would have been okay because I was no longer playing for him or my team. I was playing to glorify the Lord. And it was just sweet to see the Lord work in my life in that way. And I definitely would say he's continuing to work in me in that way. And it's definitely probably one of my biggest struggles and my biggest, like, what's the word? My biggest, like, something that I feel like I'm good at. I feel like I'm good at having, like, bringing people in and things like that. But then I think that's where I get, like, I constantly have to check myself, like, am I doing this because I'm trying to gain the approval of others, or am I doing this because I'm trying to show them the love of Jesus? And the Lord has really been sweet to me lately, just, like, having to reflect on that, and like I said earlier, adding more kids and just having a busier life, like, how do I now prioritize my family and make sure that I am the best wife and mom without allowing the people pleaser in me to take over and allow those things to fall? so oh
2: oh that was so good and I loved what you said at the end um, especially the part where you go I I'm still on the journey but the part of your journey that you're on is actually going I'm learning to recognize and stop myself in going am I pleasing people or am I pleasing God and you know I was just thinking about it that at the root of people pleasing that's the enemy taking away a gift that the Lord has given us and the gift he has given us is actually the gift of hospitality so you see that a lot of people pleasers are very good at hospitality they invite people they're so welcoming they're the type of people that people want to be around but the thing is that the enemy has taken that and has taken our And has rooted it and made it our identity whereas the Lord had given it to us as part of our identity but it was for his glory and what you have said really painted a beautiful picture of how you've taken the gifting that God has given you of hospitality of welcoming people in of loving people but in that always checking is it for the glory of man to myself or is it for the glory of God and I think that's what you do so beautifully because you're constantly inviting people in you know whether it's your house whether it is people coming and you know having some event I always feel like every time I'm talking to you like what what's up for this week M. you're like yeah I have this mom's group and we're coming and we're doing this and then we have this and like every season it's like oh yeah and it's fall and we're gonna go and look at the pumpkins and blah 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 and I'm like what the heck <laughs> I want to live there I don't have a child I'll kidnap somebody's child just so <laughs> I can be a part of these parties.
0: <laughs>
2: but it's so it, true, it, it is She's beautiful. A mad party
0: <laughs> <thrower>. <laughs> Can M, if you're up for it, I would like to throw kind of a part two to that question that we did not <laughs> plan for. <laughs> so. Feel free to answer this or not. (laughs) Obviously, being your sister, I've seen you on such a journey with this as well. And I would say you have learned a lot in the people-pleasing aspect, but along with that has also come learning boundaries and learning, I think, even as you have come out of like college stage into marriage, even boundaries with like people-pleasing with parents, people-pleasing with our own parents, (laughs) people-pleasing with uh, even like your friends and maybe parenting how you do that even with kids or even the boundaries that you have to place for like your marriage and for you in Dallas and I think some of those things maybe I was just wanting you to expand a little bit can you kind of share how that boundary journey has kind of played a role in acknowledging also the people pleaser and how to actually implement that because I feel like you're definitely grown in that area and it's still an area that is like it's still like that process of that can you share a little bit about that? absolutely I don't know if I
1: like really had the word boundary in my vocabulary until probably the last like five years which would be like introducing children into our family Um, And even then, it's probably been the last three years that I've even had to think about that. I think that all goes back to my more people-pleasing, like, and honestly, like, it's people-pleasing and I just love to be around people and I love constantly, I'm definitely an extrovert, I, I am fueled up by being with people, I love, I just, I love people, so... I think the whole boundary thing for me was definitely a hard concept and one I didn't realize I needed until we started having kids and starting starting to just figure out, like, what does our family look like and what is what do I want it to look like and what does the Lord want it to look like? And definitely Dallas and I have had many conversations, and this is definitely something that I'm still working on, I would say, and it's constantly changing because life is constantly changing. but. I would say that what I did learn is that, or I have learned so far, is that it is important to set boundaries in your life when it comes to, I think, making time for what's important to my family and what, for the things that the Lord values. And definitely boundaries kind of scare me, I think, a bit because I feel like I'm going to hurt people's feelings if I say that I can't do something or say that we're not going to go for dinner or we're not you know, going to be at this function or whatever, and I think what I've learned is that it's okay to say no, it's okay to put my family first, and I feel like that's such like a duh, like of course it is, statement, but I think when you're someone like me who is always, one, up for the party, and two, just like ready to join in and be a part of whatever in also the people-pleasing part, it becomes... slippery slope and i think those are the things i didn't even realize i was doing before and i would say something i'm still not great at like there are times even this week where i've been like okay i'm a little tired (laughs) and i have a lot going on and i should probably rearrange some things and um but it's just finding that time to be like okay i i can say no here we don't have to do the play date or we don't have to go to this dinner we don't have to whatever it looks like I think it's just learning that boundaries are not for me kind of back again it's not a negative word it's like I think I always viewed it as such a negative thing of oh we got to put up these boundaries and it's like no it's not necessarily a negative it's something that I'm learning is like a protection for my family and especially for me as a mom like if I am running myself ragged then I'm not going to be the best mom that I can be and the best wife that I can be so for me, placing those boundaries
0: aren't necessary. Does that kind of answer it, man? Oh, yeah, definitely. I love what you just said right there, too, is like learning that boundaries aren't a bad thing, but they're a protection. And I really believe that's how the Lord teaches us. Like he gives us our own boundaries and parameters. And I think sometimes people have a really hard time with like understanding why maybe there's quote unquote rules. They're not rules that the Lord gives us, but definitely boundaries but it's for our freedom and it's like for our protection over things and I think I think you just explained that so beautifully obviously being the person who's always I mean everyone who knows Emmy knows this you know like she's just the best at being with everybody and making the party a party no matter what and making things fun for everybody but I think it's I like I have just watched you on this journey and I think that it really has been just beautiful to watch you kind of learn these things and like recognize that in your own life and so I think yeah you did a great job of answering my... Thank you. Random question there. Little, so. little secret, which I, I think
2: it's on point to to like where we were going and, and the questions that we had. And before we go to a fun question, um, I just wanted us to just really wrap up this nicely. And just one thing to just add, as you've been talking about that, you know, like putting those boundaries and saying no to some things and how hard it can be, have you been able to like find a rhythm of rest in the midst of, of that, or is it something that you're still on the journey with? <laughs> like, what does that look oh, like that's for a you? Good question for
1: me. <laughs> I think that yes and no. I think that I have learned that rest is necessary, but what I have also learned is that it can also look different than just sleeping more or staying home more or, um, that kind of thing. I think what I have really learned in the last, I would definitely say probably three and a half years is just clinging to the word. And that is something that I am constantly working on and trying to be better at. But that I would say in the last three and a half years, the Lord has really reminded me of like rest in his word is one of the best places we can go. And I feel like for me, when I am in the word and reading every day my soul feels rested even in the midst of the chaos in the midst of my everyday life and being a mom is the biggest blessing ever and I think the biggest blessing I can give my kids is to rest in the word and that does look like getting up early that does look like staying up later to read or you know saying no to watching a show or you know doing things like that but the rest and the rejuvenation that comes from that has been something that I will never let go of, and I think that that is why God calls us to read His Word, and He He says it's living and active, and there's just so much power in the Word. So I would say yes in that way of just like I've learned to rest there in the Word and find like my strength in in Christ in reading in the midst of the chaos, I would say no, in the sense of uh, kind of what I've already talked about, just like the constant go, go, go. And I think that that is an area that I'm still working on, but I think that also goes to the other answers I've already given, like that is how I will find more rest. And um, I also don't want to teach my children that like, you have to go, go, go all the time, like we do in our family. and. I'm grateful that we have so many amazing friends and places to be and things like that, but that there is also something sweet to rest. So
0: that's a yes and no. I love that. So I think too, just <laughs> like commending you. I know that even this was something we always kind of talked about uh, as more as we were younger because I feel like your passion for the word has just like ignited over the last like number of years. But I think that just even hearing you say that is like so cool just because i know that was always something that you've always really prayed for is like a deeper hunger for the word because it wasn't always something that was maybe necessarily like super consistent didn't mean that you didn't love the lord and have a relationship and like read the word but there was this aspect that was like it's hard for me to get into the word or want to be there to like dwell and so i just think that's like such a beautiful area of growth, even with your relationship with the Lord to be like, actually, my rest now is in the (laughs) word. Just to be like, I feel like that contrast in your own journey of like, I have a hard time sitting here and dwelling in the word. And now you're like, this is where I find myself, you know? So I just, I think that's so, so cool to hear you say that, obviously, knowing just kind of that journey too, because the word it is, it just is so good and it refreshes the dry bones, you know? So mm. I just really, I think that's such a beautiful, yeah, picture. And it is both, right? It It's knowing that we need that, but then we also need physical rest too. Like we have to have the spiritual soul rest, but physical rest is also yeah. you know important but yeah so, I love that so em.
2: good so as we've been talking about you having people around and I know I alluded to these uh, famous Emily parties so we would love to ask you what was the last party you
1: threw okay I don't know if the parties are famous thank you Taff for saying that <laughs> I don't know if I exactly say they're famous <laughs> parties <laughs> well if If
2: I was around, I would spread the word that (laughs) they are are famous. (laughs) Only if just to be in the audience of Emily. (laughs) Okay,
1: so the latest party I had was a candle-making party. And I have to credit my amazing mother-in-law because she's the one who has given me this idea. But last year for my Christmas party, I always like to have a Christmas party for all my girlfriends. And last year we made candles at the Christmas party. And so... But I felt like it was a little late in the year to do Christmas and fall candles, so I decided to have one earlier in the season this year. And so I had a few friends, and um, it was just like it was a little intimate night. But we um,
0: made some candles, and it was sweet. And and by little and intimate, do you mean like yeah, five, six? i don't know seven six girls seven eight yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> i love emily's emily's I love small that. and intimate parties are like eight nine ten people and for us that's like we had a huge party of girls over
1: uh,
0: <laughs> i love how you just kept on increasing know. that
2: number but um, that is yeah. such great yeah, fun. So fun you see that's what i'm saying like they would totally be so my sweet. kind of parties, you know. Yeah. Anyone could do I'm it, like, honestly, yes, making I candles.
1: <laughs> when you have the stuff, it is so easy, and it's so fun to just make up your own scent. And so we had a good time doing that. But, and who doesn't love know? candles? That's I mean, yeah, the best. It was sweet. No. So,
0: yeah, we had a good time, and
1: it was really fun. Love so. that.
0: Okay. On to kind of a, I mean, serious but kind of fun question. Can you share your journey of learning how to value and kind of take care of yourself as yes a mom but even more so just like as a woman and in womanhood how important it is also to know that taking care of yourself is an important thing can you share your journey and just like clothes makeup (laughs) hair all the things like you know that whole there's all those things
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, this is tips. a funny All question because for the first time, I have a really good friend, and she was like, "Um, I just, like, this was, like, a year ago now, but she's like, you always dress so cute, and you blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, someone just complimented me on my clothes and things that I dress well, which was, like, never a compliment I had received before. So it was, like, a very sweet encouragement to my heart. But this question definitely goes back to... I would say like high school for me. Um, I played soccer. I went, as you guys all know, I um, at my school that I went to, I or my high school, we had soccer in the morning. It was a class for us, so we would I would go to school, and my first class was soccer. So I was running around, and when you're in high school, no girl wants to shower at school, so we would literally practice slash sit in the hall, and then I would get dressed and go to school. So my wardrobe consisted of running shorts and a sweatshirt almost every single day. Well, probably every single day if I'm being completely honest. And so I didn't really have like, then that was the cool thing. All my friends did that. We all wore cool Nike running shorts and our hoodies and we thought we were so cool. And then in college, again, like a lot of sports and so it was just a lot of athletic wear and stuff like that. And so that kind of carried me into my adulthood of just not really knowing. Like, I mean, I liked bell-bottom jeans and I was, which are very cool now. So that's kind of a ha because
0: I joke with my sister because she's the one who, which I'll get to this. Let's be specific. <laughs> Let's be specific. They were not just bell-bottom jeans. These were Miss Me jeans that had rhinestone beauty on them with like okay. a white stitching around. Okay, this okay. was like... From
1: junior high. This was how many years ago now? Like, those were cool a long time ago. back then. But what wasn't cool <laughs> was the fact that I kept them as long as I did and was still yes. wearing them far <laughs> yes. past wearing the them. acceptable Miss Me jean era, which <laughs> <laughs> I will take credit for. Yes, I definitely did that. I just like didn't care. like, And I think that like that was a you blessing didn't. and like... also like okay maybe you could care a little more but I truly just didn't it wasn't clothes was never something I felt passionate about I was never into fashion I was never I just like didn't care I was playing sports and doing school and that's all I had time for in my little brain and so it wasn't something I really valued and then I remember my sister on the other hand has always been way more fashionable than me and is always up on the trends and super cute so when she came over this was after I had Ollie she was like "M, we have to go through your clothes like this is the Miss Me jeans the bell bottoms this was in 2018 so the Miss Me jeans and bell bottoms were way out by then way way out and the like Forever 21 t-shirt and you know not knocking on forever 21 at all but back then it was I had just had all these clothes for far too long so she pretty much cleaned out my entire closet and had no clothes left to wear and was like em we are going to get you some clothes so at the time which actually we both still shop here there's a store called Carly Jean and anyone who knows me knows that I love to shop there and so she pretty much just picked out a bunch of clothes that I needed to buy and I bought them and Ever since then, I feel like I have, I think for the first time, I, like, really liked what I was wearing and felt good in my clothes, and so it really did spark a little just excitement for that part of life in me. I've always liked hair and makeup, so when I was in seventh grade, I was up far before I needed to be seventh and eighth grade, curling my hair, doing my makeup, making sure my shoes matched my polo because we went to a Christian school and had a uniform, um... Like, the things had to match. And then in high school, I'm not really sure what happened, but that all went out the window. Um, But, yeah, so it has always been, like, I liked that part, but I wasn't into the fashion. So I will definitely credit my sister for helping me a lot. And now, it's definitely something I've learned to do on my own, and I actually enjoy doing a lot. And, yeah. So, and then, I guess the makeup and hair has also evolved over time. the girls were laughing I was sitting here before we were doing this and putting my makeup on and uh, my makeup routine is very simple and always has been our mom is an amazing makeup artist and she taught us how to do makeup from a young age so I'm so grateful for that Um, I don't have as much time to look that glamorous every day so my makeup routine literally involves four products so and my hair is usually not done but that's the season we're in, so (laughs) that's right,
2: but I will say I enjoy it, like, if
1: I want to, like, go out, like, one of my favorite things is to, like, have an hour to just, like, curl my hair and do my makeup, and, like, yeah, I love doing that, so.
0: And I would definitely commend you for the fact that I feel like I even am encouraged by you being a mom of three, something that you even, have made a routine for yourself is like getting up getting yourself ready and then whether that's like you've already gotten yourself ready and then the kids are getting ready or just like not leaving your room until you've gotten changed done your makeup just for the sake of like knowing that that makes you feel more ready for the day you know I feel like you've really kind of found this groove of hey it's okay to actually invest in myself to know and have pieces that make me feel good feel confident feel put together and then know that you wake up in the morning I'm gonna do my hair I'm gonna put on these clothes and I'm gonna feel ready and put together so that I can be ready and put together for my kids I've so admired that journey you've been on because as now I feel like the tables have kind of turned in our life <laughs> and I'm like wow I really get this whole like t-shirt and running shorts every single day vibe that you had back then <laughs> that I didn't understand and came and cleaned up <laughs> but I will say like it's just really encouraging because it's like yeah these are simple things ca- that can really truly set a tone for the day and as women like being able to be like five minutes these two minutes that I have to just do my two-minute makeup routine five-minute makeup routine whatever that is actually helps me feel so much more prepared and you really i feel like have encouraged me in this you know season of life and i think you just do it so well now and you do you always look cute you always look on point and you got the cutest clothes so (laughs) i'll take just a small little pat on my back for (laughs) this the beginning of that i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) While
2: while we're still on clothes what is um the your favorite piece of clothing in your closet
1: Okay, the present the moment movies. isn't fair because... Because I'm
2: sure it changes.
1: My present moment is very oh, hard. Because yeah, pretty... I am in the very true, weird true. in-between stage of being pregnant. So I'm wearing a lot of, like, you know, the sets that are in now with, like, the matching top and the shorts or whatever. That's what I've pretty much been living in. Mm. Um, oh, But my favorite piece of clothing... I think it's piece... Like, it's not one piece, but it's a category. I love like a sunday church dress i have quite a few cute little sunday dresses and most of them are floral most of them are like a maxi midi length and very flowy and i think that that's one of my favorite outfits or probably just the thing i have the most of in my closet and apparently i'm drawn to because i do have so many of them um
0: But, yeah, that's probably what I would say. I love that. Can you also share with us your favorite beverage? Oh, my favorite beverage. Okay. Well, they're laughing at me because I am a little extra,
1: but not even extra. I I think it's so simple. (laughs) I think it's so simple because I do. We got this amazing coffee maker from our in-laws, from my in-laws, Dallas's parents, for Christmas, and it's called a Jura. And it makes like espresso cappuccinos coffee blah blah anyways so currently I am very into making like a latte type thing ice of course because we're in Arizona and it's so hot so I do two shots of espresso with maple syrup and heavy cream and then ice and then whatever is left to fill to the top, I just put a little water in there. Um, so, yeah, people think it's a little strange, but I think it's delicious.
0: It's delicious. <laughs> it
1: tastes delicious. It is. I, I don't think know, people, people. Why is it pe- strange? At first, why do people think it's strange? Because I'm like. At first, people think the maple uh-huh. syrup is weird. They're like, maple syrup in your coffee? I'm like, yeah, you have to try it. Go get it. That's right. But yes so that is my new and i will say my sweet friends are all like definitely a perk of coming over and is having some coffee i'm like perfect i love that another reason for them to
0: want to stop by so
1: yeah that's my favorite right now
0: i would be over there every day just for the morning <laughs> coffee if i could be i love it i have i have
2: to say i was converted when i went to amanda's and she would make me coffee in the morning I was like, what is this delicious stuff that I'm having? It was amazing. But Maple syrup. <clears throat> I think we used half and half. We had, yeah. Either we did half and half, half right? in,
0: in maple yeah, syrup.
2: Yeah. So we used half and half. But So, so you need to understand. Okay. One, uh, the UK maple syrup is like super expensive. It's just ridiculous. Um, and we don't have the good stuff, like the Canadian stuff. So it's just like forget about it I think I need to go to Costco if I want to get the good maple syrup but anyway so that doesn't exist okay so I'm, I'm just saying I've made a version of what that is and we do not have half and half like half and half does not exist in the UK so basically what I do this is part of my shopping budget is I buy milk and I buy cream and I make my own half and half. She's because dedicated. <laughs> once you have tasted this kind of coffee, you cannot go back. Like, I've made it for my parents. And they're like, <gasps> like, normal milk just does not suffice. It just doesn't. It doesn't no. at all. So, we have caramel. We have caramel syrup. And... But, you know, if I was, you know, in America or Canada, I would be having Canadian um, maple syrup. But I have to say... This is the best kind of coffee, and and I I yeah
0: I just say yes yes yes. <laughs> it's all props, family. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank it you. all comes from her <laughs> master masterpiece of her work over there. Okay, righty. Next on the list we have, um, kind of our oh this is actually our one last serious question for you. You ready for this? It is. What is the best compliment you have ever been given?
1: Okay, well, I think this kind of goes along with one of the other questions we had talked about asking. Um, but the best compliments compliment I had given, have been given, was just that that I love people well and that I am inclusive and I make people feel loved. And I think that I always say, and this was the question they were going to ask me, like, what do you want to be known for when you die? And I've given this question a lot of thought because I think that it's also a good thing to come back to all the time when I need to, like, check on where I'm at. And am I going towards that goal? And that is, at the end of my life, I want people to say, loved." she loved God and she loved people. And so I would definitely say that that is absolutely the best compliment that i have ever gotten was that i just love people well and i think that it kind of all ties back together with like my first thing and i think that so often like you guys i think me and you said at the beginning like satan or Taff um tries to take away and steal the things and the gifts that god has given us by making them a negative negative. and i think that that is such a true thing especially when it comes to being a people pleaser obviously the passion and love I have for people is what drives me so much in my life to be who I am and I credit that all to the Lord and who he made me to be and so I think that when people see that in me I feel like another thing like I've often come back to lately and said also at the beginning of this is just I want to look more like Jesus every day and how can I look more like Christ and I think that for me and the gifting that the Lord has given me is by loving people is by being the best wife that I can be to Dal and loving him well and loving my kids well and loving my friends well and my parents well and my in-laws well and my siblings well like loving the people in my life well is something that's really important to me and I think that when people see that in me I think it's validation and also it is the Lord's encouragement that, like, I gave you this gift and you are using it well. And so also why I have to check myself so much that I am doing it for the right reasons. But, yeah, to answer your question, I would definitely say that. So it's loving people well. Oh, that's so good.
2: (laughs) And you you do it well. And we love that. We we get to be on the receiving end. Um, So our last question for you is when you have people over or throw a party what's your favorite dish to make okay well to rustle up (laughs) you don't have to have made it from scratch
1: okay this is like kind of i don't want to put that kind of pressure on no no you don't i don't feel it i would say i'm definitely known in my friend group for making a charcuterie board which isn't really making anything it's more of putting things together but i love to make a good charcuterie board and one of my best friends we went to um a charcuterie board making class for her birthday which was like so incredibly helpful for me because i'm not an artistic person and i feel like putting together a charcuterie board or a cute looking one is actually like so much yeah (laughs) it's just it's an art all in itself and so ever since we went to that class i have just loved doing boards and So I always, I have actually the last little thing we had, I was like, I'm not doing a board. I'm not doing another board. Everyone always expects a board from me and I'm going (laughs) to branch out a little. So we made like bruschetta, different types of like bruschetta instead. And that was super fun as well. So anyways, those, that's probably what I would say. You see, Emily, this is why.
2: This is why I'm like, who comes up with all this stuff? Like you guys do so many fun things. I think we just need to do an episode of what are the fun things that you can do with your friends um, that you come together. And you just and I just feel like it just needs to be all about you, Emily. You're just going to be giving us ideas like get people around for Christmas. (laughs) And I'm like, I never thought about it. Making a charcuterie board and learning how to do that. I kind of just look on Pinterest and go, okay, I think I can kind of make that look like that. <laughs> but I love it. Love, love, love.
0: <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. You're so kind to me. Seriously. <sighs> no, it's been so sweet. M. I think hearing your heart on so many different um, aspects of just your life and the things that you've grown in. But I, I mean... Again, not to be repetitive, but we are talking about womanhood this season and what beautiful aspects of womanhood that you've touched on today. I think from friendship to just learning how to value yourself and boundaries and children and motherhood and being a wife, I think there's just so much that you have grown in, are growing in, and are still obviously on this journey of even figuring out what it means to, I don't think balance is the right word because I don't necessarily think we will always all have everything equally balanced in our life but learning how to juggle things well you know like without dropping the important things and I think that is something as you are continually you know walking with the Lord it's so beautiful to see you grow in these things obviously being your sister I learned so much from you and we get to talk all the time so I I I'm always running to you for advice and for questions and it's such a beautiful gift just because you do have so much wisdom because you've had to, you know, knowledge doesn't become wisdom until you put it into action and you have put so much into action within your life that's given you the authority to share and to teach on those things and so You do it so well, and so we just honor you for for that, and thank you for sharing your heart in these things, and all the fun things too, and the tips and the tricks, and the beverages, and the makeup, and the all the things. So you know, you guys are are so good We loved it. It was great. Loved it. Alrighty, that brings us to a close. Unless anybody else has any other thoughts for the rest of the day. Nope. Awesome. Okay. Well, that wraps us up for today's episode <laughs> and our second interview, but we will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Creator Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe
2: to whatever platform you're listening on. You can find us at creator.podcast on Instagram and also on our website, youarecreated.com. Hope you join us next week, but until then, don't forget, you are Created.